welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. Follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book launches, um, tour schedule, all that good stuff. Love to connect with you on Insta. Um, really excited. Got a good show for you today. Have Avi Golar on the line today. He is the Chief Investment Officer of Summit and Crown, and he's going to be telling us all about private equity real estate and located in and around Georgia. Um, Avi, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right, so I can see you do a lot of things. I mean, you're you're you're, you're definitely <laughs> doing a lot in real estate. You're a nationally syndicated radio host. I mean, you're doing a lot of things in that space. But before we get into um, what you're doing in real estate, I want to take it back a little bit, and let's just talk about how did you get started as an entrepreneur? So that's a really good question. Do you remember uh, back in the day, and you're a young guy, so you're not as old as I am, so I'm not sure. Maybe you'll remember, maybe you won't, uh, but – you had computer towers. Do you remember these things? Like gateway yeah. computers and Dell computers? Yes. Okay, so you are as old as I am. <laughs> That's kind of, it's a good to know. Um, so back in the day when computers were like just coming out, what had happened is there was a very unique kind of niche in the marketplace where you had a gap between folks that knew how to repair their own computers and those that didn't. And when I was in high school, this was maybe uh, 1998, 1999, uh, all the way through 2001 through, uh, through 2002, my uh, neighborhood friend and I, so shout out to Matthew Carroll if you're listening to this podcast, which I'm sure that you are, I'm going to share this with you. Uh, he and I created a company called Max Technology. Uh, M started this, this stood for Matthew, A started, it stood for Avi, and X was just, you know, the X factor. And we created this company to help our neighbors repair computer hardware and software issues. And here we were, just a couple of kids putting flyers in mailboxes, which is illegal. Didn't know that back then. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm going to get in trouble, right? Like retroactively, that's probably not a good thing to admit. And I'm sure, you know, you have hundreds of thousands of people listening. So uh, I'm sorry to whomever. Um, but that being said, that's how we marketed. And then we also did a lot of door-to-door sales. We used to knock on doors and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Do you need this type of service? And we did this all across the neighborhood. It totally took off. And it's not something that I was expecting. So early, early, early on, I had the privilege of learning customer service, um, getting the door slammed in my face, and how to then, once you've won a customer, how do you complete that customer's journey? You know, with your organization or with your company or startup and your service and product, how you take care of your customers, how you speak with them, how you uh, handle their, their concerns. And here we were, a couple of high school kids making 20 to $25 an hour back in the late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, we made, by the way, do you remember the Y2K bug, this entire mm-hmm. like made-up concept? Oh, yeah. That, that was like gold for us, man. Like, we made so much money on people that were freaking out about the Y2K bug and then Nostradamus and the Mayans thinking that the, war, <laughs> the, the, earl, the, the earth was going to end, right? Like, the world is going to no longer exist because we're going to be... There's Who said you can't monetize the apocalypse? Do. You monetize the apocalypse. <laughs> Come on, go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> hey, right? 
it's 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 better than selling ice to uh, a to an Eskimo. It was amazing. So we 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 did really well, and I learned a lot. And I realized, you know, for me, I, I wanted to uh, continue my academic career. So I subsequently went to the University of Michigan Engineering College. But back then, that's where I gained uh, my first taste of entrepreneurship, and I was addicted. And even today, I'm I'm like the worst addict. Um, I, I love, I'm addicted to media, I'm addicted uh, to radio, I'm addicted to real estate. So we'll talk about that a little later, but that's how I got my start. How important was knocking on doors for you? I love talking to people that have knocked on doors because it's just, it's just a lost art. Like, let's talk about that for a second. So it was, man, it was intimidating when I first started, just as I'm sure it's intimidating for everybody. Uh, but... I didn't have as much of an issue. You want to guess why? Mm. Because I was knocking on doors of my neighbors that I had known for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. So the threats and the insecurity and the intimidation factor was a little lower because like, hey, like I played soccer with your kids, right? Like I know who you are. We're all good friends. So it built up my confidence really fast until I went to the next neighborhood over and I didn't know anybody. That was a very interesting time for me. And intimidation, getting the door slammed in your face, and, you know, you're you're riding your bike around. And it's hot during the summertime. You're trying to close sales. I've had more doors slammed in my face than many of my peers. But that's also why... I feel I can keep going even in the face of failure and even in the face of intimidation because I laugh at it. I love that. And I talk to so many people about that, and I'm like, I've knocked on doors multiple times, uh, multiple different periods in my life, um, selling multiple different products. Um, and I can, I think the first time I did it, I was, geez, I, I might have been in <laughs> – Maybe have been like middle school or high school. I'm like ninth grade. No, yeah, I was young. Oh, my gosh, now that I think about it. And then the, the second time I had a, a job where I was knocking on doors um, was probably right out of college after my first job. I remember that one, um, selling insurance. Yep. So um, the thing is with knocking on doors is that once you've done it, picking up the phone is so much easier. <laughs> You know what? I look at it in degrees of pain. Like, it, <laughs> you get the door slammed yeah. in your face, that hurts, but it makes it a lot <laughs> less painful when somebody hangs up the phone on you. <laughs> Matter yeah. of fact, it makes you want to call them right back. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, sorry, I, I must have lost a connection. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> have, have you ever, like, have you ever spoken with, somebody that you knew was going to be like a bad customer and you hung up on them on purpose because they were just talking forever. And then you're like, Oh crap, sorry. I was driving through a tunnel. Uh, it was great connecting with you. Why don't we set up a time to connect or reconnect or schedule a time to meet in the next month and a half or two. Have you ever done that? No, I can't say that. that um, oh man. It, I just, I've, been lucky. I, I've, I've been lucky with my client. <laughs> I've done that only a couple of times. But it is, it's just funny because now you're like turning the tables on somebody that if you're smart, you know you're cherry picking your customers just as much as they're picking you. And you turn the tables and it works the same way. Um, but I totally Absolutely. agree with the, uh, 
I totally agree with the knocking on doors and phone calls. It's so much easier uh, on the phone. So, I don't know why I didn't think about that concept. So let's. Um, I want to talk more about um, about your about real estate because um, you have you have quite a bit to share there. So let's talk. Let's start with um, more about what you're doing as CIO, Chief Investment Officer over at Summit and Crown, and uh, how you're helping your yeah. clients. Yeah, great question. So a lot of my work today really involves identifying multifamily apartment complexes that are a little distressed, that need some help, that need renovation on the unit-by-unit unit level, increasing their value, and then holding on to these apartment complexes for the long term. I'm a big believer in not selling anything unless there is the right price for it. I'm a long-term investor. So for a lot of the millennials that are listening, don't just get caught up in your buy, flip, buy, flip, buy, flip, because you're not building wealth that way. Sure, it feels nice to have a bunch of cash in your bank, but it's not adding to your balance sheet and you're not building cash flow. I focus on building cash flow for my investors every single day. And these investors come in all different shapes and sizes, all different types of people from all walks of life. They're accredited investors. They are business owners. They're healthcare professionals. They're entrepreneurs that are crushing it in their businesses and what they do every single day, but they also realize that their money needs to work just as hard, if not harder, than they do in their businesses. And so we provide a solution for that. We have a fund, we identify operators in the southeast United States, and we invest in their projects, and we invest in the operator. Uh, we believe that it's just as important to invest in the jockey as it is the horse. Otherwise, you're going to end up being the jockey, and sometimes that's not cool. Right? Like you don't want to necessarily have your passive cash flow interrupted because you didn't trust the right person. So we vet everybody. We vet the deal. We vet uh, the operator. We vet the market, and then we make the sound investing decision to go in there with the investors. So that's what I do as CIO of Summit and Crown every single day, and it's a lot of fun. I love, love, love what I do. So what, what size uh, deals do you, do you uh, typically handle, like from small to large, just so I have a feel? Because there's, there's obviously a lot of different um, companies investing in multifamily, just so that the listeners Absolutely. and myself have a feel. Yeah, great question. I, we, have, um, we have a portfolio of apartment complexes that range between 75 units and 220, 230 units. That's really our sweet spot. Uh, you also have a lot of syndicators, right? Like now is the time to raise money if you're a syndicator and just take other people's money and invest in projects that aren't your own. That seems to be like this new craze and this new phase of the market. What's interesting about that is if you don't have experience as an operator, you don't have in-house management, and you don't have any control of the deal, you're screwed. And unfortunately, a lot of syndicators are just taking some classes online or some gurus' classes and saying, hey, I'm going to go raise a bunch of money and find projects that aren't my own, and we're all, we're all going to invest in these people. Big problem with that. So you want to be very choosy. You want to understand exactly how you can get your money to work for you with proven operators, proven experience with apartment complexes that may or may not be distressed. And believe me, that can be a very tough proposition, especially if you're outsourcing management. So size of the deal, anywhere between 75 units and 220, 230 units. Uh, and, and you know just as well as I do in this space that the deal dollar size is really relevant to the market. So 
I mean, it can be anywhere between a $3 million deal to a $15, $16 million deal. That's generally the sweet spot. What kind of, are, you, are there any trends you're noticing in the market in your area? I think I'm noticing something across the board and that there's a lot of dumb money out there placing, uh, placing dumb money into dumb deals with dumb operators. And I feel like that's happening because of just the run-up in the market. Right? This is one of the longest expansion, uh, expansionary efforts that the, that the economy has seen in a while. Everybody's been talking about home of unaffordability because nobody can buy anymore, but that's like totally like wrong. And even if it were true, that's actually a good thing for rents. Rents are increasing, which is always a good thing. But the other thing that everybody's talked about uh, is the Fed interest rate, right? Interest rate is going to clock up and down and do all sorts of things. I, I, here's what I believe. I believe the Fed is going to increase interest rates maybe once this year at a quarter point. They will not increase interest rates in 2020. In fact, we're probably going to start to see some type of cutbacks. Everybody's saying, hey, we're seeing a recession. I doubt it. Give me these numbers and stop comparing subprime auto loans to the disaster pending, that this looming black swan event that's going to happen in the marketplace. I don't believe any of these things are true. What I do believe is if you are an opportunist, you will work to find the right deal and you will find the right people to operate your deal so that you can focus on doing what you do best, which is running your business while your money works super hard for you. So I don't think there's a recession coming. I do feel like there's a lot of dumb money out there that doesn't understand the deals. More specifically, they also don't understand their investing personality. That's a major challenge for me, somebody that speaks around the country and connecting with investors and saying, what are you doing with your life? Like, you're having other people tell you what you should do with your money. In fact, it should be the other way around. You should first make a decision. Should it be single family? Should it be Airbnb, maybe a long-term a single-family rental with, a, with one tenant, or is it going to be multifamily? Don't jump around. Focus, 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 and I guarantee you, you'll be super wealthy at the end of the day. You just have to make the smart buying decisions on the onset. Yeah, I love it. I do, I do highly agree with the idea of specializing in one niche, and, and that is definitely personality-driven. Some people do, that, do um, go more into um, single-family or multifamily. Maybe they want to be the operator. Maybe they don't want to be the operator. Those are things that you'll learn over time after doing deal after deal after deal and kind of deciding what you do like and what you don't like about it. So uh, all that's highly relevant, good stuff. Um, let's see. So um, if somebody wants more information about uh, you or uh, Summit and Crown, how, how do they contact you? Yeah, the best place to go is to go to investwithabi.com. That's investwithabi. My name is spelled A-B-H-I.com. Super easy. You'll take a look at some of the information that I have there about the fund specifically. You can fill out a little form. I get it directly. It goes directly to my email. I'll reach out if you qualify. If you just want to say hi, get in touch, have a conversation about the marketplace, your investment personality. If you're not an accredited investor, that's cool too. And I'm happy to have that conversation because guess what? Everybody starts somewhere. And let's have a conversation. Let's connect for 15 minutes. And if there's somebody that you want to meet that I know, uh, if there's anything that I can do to be of service or add value or offer some insight into your deal, I'd be happy to do it. 
Awesome. Well, hey, Avi, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing your, your insight and your history with my listeners. Um, to the listeners, as always, appreciate you tuning in. Um, don't forget, head on over to Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to catch up with what I'm doing. And as always, if you'd like to apply to be a co-author of one of my upcoming books, um, head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author. Um, thanks a lot, Avi. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.